Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Today, we're talking about community and really how to engage with the Christian community um, around us, around you. You know, if you've been attending Calvary for any length of time, you know that we are all about the practice of faithful dialogue, group prayer, and living life together through our weekly small groups called Life Groups. These groups have become a sort of glue for us here at Calvary, so we'll be jumping into some conversation here about why we believe it's important to really be involved in community. Also, just a heads up, our conversation today begins right as Nate and I are talking about life groups. Um, So hopefully this little intro gives you a bit of context for where the conversation was um, beginning as we started the episode. But again, thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy the episode. remember like how you were feeling right before we started doing life groups right like what what kind of like in your heart yeah yeah it was you know the the church was a pretty tight-knit group right and um three or four years before i'd become the pastor but had gone through a lot of transition uh through various factors or for because of various reasons and so when i became the pastor you know, any new pastor, there's going to be transition anyways. Right. So, uh, it was already not as close as it had been Hmm. the day that I started, but then a couple of years in, there'd been kind of some turnover, some shifting of different people that, you know, some people going elsewhere to other churches or just moving out of the area. Um, and, and then newer folks coming in and what I started noticing was that after our church services were over on Sundays, people just left really just quickly. Yeah, yeah, there just wasn't a lot of conversation or mm-hmm. prayer or talking about life together. There just wasn't a lot of that. And um, and so it started, I started to be concerned by that. But, yeah. but what I was asking the Lord was, why, why is that? You know, what's going mm-hmm. on? You know, because it's one thing to just point the finger and say, well, the people there aren't loving uh, but I, you know, yeah, I, I, I cut my teeth in youth ministry, you know, back in the day. And that was always like a big, you know, accusation, you know, well, there, there, there's clicks there, you know, or, uh, you know, mm. and it's like, well, there's because there's humans there. Like oh, any, yeah. anytime there's humans, Absolutely. there's going to be that totally because people have uh-huh. their friends and people that they gravitate towards. And so I started thinking, okay, Lord, it just, it seems like people here just don't really know each other that well and you know there's the there are a couple of personality types out of the dozens of personality types that are out there where that's not going to be a hurdle and Mm. they're just going to plow through and they're going to introduce themselves and they're going to get to know people but for the most part most people aren't like that yeah so where can they get to know each other to where they can start connecting with other human beings and Mm -hmm. And get a chance to uh, know what other people are going through, what they're facing, and kind of support them in life and and uh, share the load of of their Christianity with somebody totally. else. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why we reconfigured the church at that time, tried to condense the number of ministries that we had in the mm-hmm. church, uh, which was kind of already naturally happening too. Um, 
and then to shift into not having a midweek service every week, but into having life groups for half of the year and uh, six months out of the year. So two, three month quarters, one starting in March at that time and one starting in September and then running for three months. And so, you know, that was a big push that we made where we said, you know, during that time of the year, this is really all that we're going to do or really focus on outside of Sundays. Uh, and outside of like ministry stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. to outreach and you know serve our community, that's what really what we're going to focus on. So get into a group, yeah. Um, and that was yeah the driving force behind that. And my right. first time attending one of those, I've never been a life group leader. I've never led the life group oh, okay. that I've been part yeah. of. I've, I've been part of one every semester that we've had life groups. Every quarter we've had life groups, but Christina and I have. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. I remember there was one quarter where we had a life group that we went to, but we also led a young adults kind of college age life group. I at missed our that house. one. Yeah, that was so fun. We loved that. that one. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So we did lead that one, um, but yeah, I remember going to the first the first time and just kind of, you know, it's unique f- for me as the pastor of the church to be in a life group, obviously. Right. So I have a big goal in my life group to always just, you know, I realize I can't, I'm, there's no way that the people there are going to somehow magically n- see me as not the pastor. Right. Right. So I don't mind, you know, still, you know, serving in that kind of way, you know, encouraging people, listening to what's going on in their lives, you know, and helping sure. them out, you know, and, and trying to be a blessing to them, talking to them about my faith, my Christianity, my walk mm. with the Lord. Um, you know, I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah. Um, but I always, I'm also trying to work hard to not be like, I, you know, the, um, the airtime hog. I try not to say too much, you know, I try to really make sure that other people have a chance to share. And then, um, I've really tried to go out of my way to be supportive of other people as they're sharing and talking and stuff, because I can imagine how, you know, it might be intimidating, like here I have this thing that I want to share about the Lord, about yeah. what God's doing in my life, but the lead pastor's sitting right there. Yeah. And so like, would, am I, is this accurate? Is, right, you know, right. what's he thinking, you know, stuff like that. So I just try to do everything I can within my power to it's just cool. make it chill and know that I love, help them know that I love them, that I support mm. them and that I'm super honored to hear them talk about those different things that God is doing in their lives. But at first, you know, that was more raw than it is now. You know, the group that I'm in, I've been with this group for quite a while. So, you know, they're comfortable with me a a lot more than, than back then. And, you know, and I feel the same, you know, about them and just more comfortable with them Mm. too. That's really cool. I, I, I love how you set that example, even within your group, just to set the tone of like, this is, a safe place to just explore our faith together, talk about scripture, pray together, do all that. I, I've really loved life groups for that reason, to be able to do that with people. And I've actually really loved just our vision for our church, that we are a, a church that really is excited about community, mm-hmm. that loves it, that pushes it forward, and really encourages, even just in the way we structure our calendar, uh, to have a community that is really about being with each other and living life with each other, which is why this article that you wrote, Nate, something to believe in was really fascinating to me because you talk about this guy, Dave, which I got to ask is Dave 
Real, real or fiction? Fictional. Okay, fictional. fictional. Just for the record, if your name is Dave, this is not. <laughs> this is not about you. you. <laughs> yeah, but if you felt it, Ooh, might be. I don't know. But <laughs> we talk about Dave and this guy who is coming to church with his wife, but he's not really getting plugged in. He has a hard time really getting plugged in. Feels a little awkward at church. Feels uncomfortable at life group. Um, just has a hard time really engaging with people. And you, you kind of pull out the or maybe kind of critique the the tendency to fulfill just our own desires yeah. to kind of really sit in that. And you, you spring from that notion from Proverbs 18.1. Can you kind of expound, expound on Proverbs 18.1 as we just get started and maybe talk about like how this verse hit you when you read it and why you felt it was important to share in this instance. Sure, yeah. So Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Mm. And you know that I one of the things that I am doing here for the church is trying to teach. I'm teaching through books of the Bible in, yeah. a, in a studio audio series, you know, so that people can podcast it and, and catch it at nateholdridge.com. And... <clears throat> I'm teaching Proverbs right now in that series. Yeah, right. So not all that long ago, I was studying through, got to Proverbs 18, verse 1, and was studying that, and you know, thinking about that concept of a man isolating himself. Mm. And and uh, so I, you know, I've, I've heard that concept before that that can be a dangerous thing when a person isolates themselves and you know pushes themselves away from other human beings. Mm. Uh, but here, if you really think about it. The concept is that he's doing it to pursue his own desire. Yeah. So it's not that he's just shy mm-hmm. or introverted, you know, or, or has some kind of just personality obstacle to overcome mm-hmm. that makes it tough to be around other people and kind of a drain rather mm-hmm. than restorative. Uh, but this person, what he's doing, the proverb says, is breaking out against all sound judgment. That's a good so the idea here yeah. is. I am going to withdraw so that I don't encounter other people's, you know, thoughts or perspectives mm. or wisdom or what the proverb calls sound judgment. Mm. So the the idea that I wrote about with Dave, and I don't know why I wrote it this way, but I just did, was the idea with Dave was that Dave said, I hate being at church. I don't want to be around these people. And it wasn't because he felt uncomfortable. It Mm. wasn't because it felt awkward. It wasn't because it was new or it was tough to push through all those initial barriers of, you know, it being a new space or new environment or, you know, anything like that. The reason with Dave was Dave had his own experiences, his own Mm. insights, his own code that got him through life. So to listen to someone else talk about life right. or to listen to other believers in his small group mm. talk about life, Dave didn't need that. Yeah. He didn't feel he needed that. So he isolated himself as a breakout against all sound judgment. He, he wow. said, I just, I don't need to hear from anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear what this guy or this woman is going through. So I'm going to isolate myself. So the, the idea that I was trying to posit in this short little three paragraph yeah. you know, story right. is that the reason that he was doing that is because he did not believe in the power of community. Yeah. He did not believe in the wisdom that mm-hmm. could come 
from being around other saints, being around yeah. other Christians, being around other believers, being around other perspectives. Um, but people who have discovered community have, uh, have discovered that their whole wisdom and knowledge base has accelerated hmm. and grown in an exponential kind of way because of that community. Right. Once you tap into that, man, once you tap mm -hmm. into that, it just really, um, you become addicted to it because totally. you start realizing, mm -hmm. man, this is where so much good stuff happens and comes from. I grow so much, you know, for me to be isolated and just with my own thoughts can actually hurt me. Oh yeah, for sure. But to, you know, go to others can, can be really helpful. Yeah. Amen. That, that phrase you pulled out the, um, the idea that he disengaged from community because he didn't believe in community really stood out to me. I was wondering if we could kind of talk about that maybe a little bit more in depth. Do you, I mean, you think about life group experiences for our church and I've heard people kind of all across the board, you know, like some people have had really great experiences. Some people have had difficult experiences, but there, there's so much potential in these groups yeah. to be able to really explore faith and scripture <clears throat> and to, yeah, like you said, receive wisdom and knowledge. Maybe on like a more practical level, can you think of some examples of like what that would look like for somebody? Like what are some things that could change in our lives? What are things that could, what kind of areas of our lives could really grow yeah. from that? Yeah, well you bring up a fascinating point because when we say community, mm -hmm. we're not adding any descriptive word in front of yeah. that. In other words, we're not saying awesome community or yeah. fun community or loving community. Hmm. I mean, obviously, you would love to have those things happen yeah. in your community that you're in. But I think of right now, you know, we're studying through the life of David yeah. with our church. One of the members in his community that helped shape him to be the rock solid man that he mm -hmm. was, who wrote such awesome Psalms and became such a worshiper of God and so solid in his leadership mm -hmm. of Israel. One of the members of his community that helped make him that way was a guy named Saul. Mm. Saul was not a delight for David <laughs> to spend time with. Saul was chucking spears at right, him and right. trying to kill him all the time. But David kept calling Saul the Lord's anointed. Straight up. you know. Yeah. And I think that you know, a lot of times we, we underestimate the value of some of those difficult mm. relationships. It's sometimes with the people that everything's flowing with and everything's fun and everything's encouraging and yeah. they just get you. It's sometimes in those relationships that you're actually really not shaped very much. Oh, for sure. They're a blessing in the sense that they are a respite mm -hmm. from the pain of life. And they are enjoyable to just engage with. And definitely, if they're solid as believers, they're going to help grow you and shape you and in minister to ways. your heart, you yeah. know, in different kinds of ways. But a lot of times it's in the difficult kind of not, it's not flowing, you know, kind of stuff mm -hmm. that the Lord is really going to work in powerful ways in your heart and life. Mm -hmm. The person That's that good. that stretches you, mm -hmm. you know, the person that maybe reveals just how hard it is for you to deal with someone who has a different that's view, right. That's right. different way of doing things. Yeah. Maybe they're like 
maybe you're not very emotional and they're super emotional mm-hmm. and you just feel like you're walking around like on eggshells. But maybe what God's trying to do in your life is he's trying to help you become a little more tender, yeah. a little more sensitive, right. you know, putting that kind of person in your life to help you grow in that compassion. So community doesn't always mean, you know, this is just going to be incredible. You know, <laughs> this is going to be such a joy. doesn't right. always mean that doesn't always yeah. mean that now obviously we're hoping to make some friends and you know oh yeah engage with other people but yeah. you know the reality is that the community can shape us in a lot of different ways and yeah. even some of those people that you know i've talked with folks who yeah you know i was in this group life group or that life group and it was kind of hard for this reason or that reason yeah and when i'm listening a lot of times i'm thinking i think that that was a growth chance for you yeah. it's a real opportunity to be able for to grow sure might just be learning how to grow in commitment to people that are tough to commit to, which is like a secret sauce of success in life. It might, might just be that the Lord's trying to teach you patience or trying to work Mm -hmm. on some other area of your heart and life. And there might even be a person that through perseverance, they actually do become that great friend as you get to know them. So, you know, it's not always that it's something that we have to run from when difficult. It could be that it's right where the Lord wants us to be. I don't even think that this was the question you asked me, though. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> no, it totally, it totally was. I was kind of asking you just about like the potential, like what could happen in these groups. And that is, I think, exactly what can happen, man. So much growth can happen even from the hard relationships look a lot of great things could happen and to be honest a whole lot of nothing can happen yeah and that's very true it all depends on what you put into it you know what kind of energy do you bring Mm -hmm. what kind of commitment do you bring if you go three times in a 12-week quarter probably not much is going to happen yeah i mean honestly for for you not much is going to happen if you're there very consistently there's a good chance that something beautiful could happen but you know if if you're not opening up your heart or if you're not listening to other people, if you're yeah. not inquisitive about their lives, if you're not attempting to just get to know them, if you're always bringing an agenda where it's, oh, yeah. you know, this is what I want to talk about, or this isn't successful unless these three things happen. If you're always bringing that, then yeah, it, you know, it, there's a good chance that n- nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know, but if you go with an open heart, yeah, and you're you have that value, and just say, look, this is what it is. I'm just gonna be here, get to know some people, minister to them. Yeah, try to get to know them, hear what's going on in their lives. Then, yeah, great things can happen. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. In the article, you also talk about Dave as a withdrawn, isolated, and disengaged man from his community. Um, and I was just thinking about that. You know, I, I think about people who, and I think I've fall into this as well saying like i'm too tired maybe to to go out and do this thing my schedule is too heavy right now so i'm too tired or i'm too busy or I just, i'm just doing like my own thing right now you know and th- these kind of things that we're saying are in a sense isolating us making us withdrawn and disengaging us from community um but nay i would love just to hear from you like just as a word to our church to our people for somebody who may be saying that kind of thing, entering into a new season of life groups, um, or just even just thinking about how they can get involved in community here with our church body, 
but they're saying that kind of thing. Like, what, what would you say to encourage them, maybe to kind of disarm that uh, defense for their lifestyle? Because like you said, jumping into community, it takes time and it takes energy. So um, do you have anything to kind of say towards that? Yeah, you know, I would just encourage you, you know, the, the reality is you have a long life in front of you. Um, 12 weeks is not a make or break mm -hmm. kind of portion of your life. You have a long life in front of you. You know, if God gives you 80 years in this sojourn on earth, you're going to know a lot of people. Yeah. Some of those people will be part of this church family and many of them won't be. And, you know, it's okay to find a different group. It's okay mm -hmm. to look around. Frankly, it's okay to find Christian community outside of an organized, you know, structure right. in a church, you know, mm -hmm. um, that every church just has to try to figure out an answer to how are we yes. going to lead really towards true. that, you know, in mm -hmm. people's lives and promote that as a value system in their lives. So there's no kind of like card in heaven where God's going to look at someone and say, Hey, um, did you register for a life group <laughs> in the spring of 2018, yeah. you know, kind of thing. It's not like that, you yeah. know, God, God, it, God just wants us to be connected to other believers yeah. to be in and to commit to our local body of believers, you know, and right. to really, and so, you know, I would not want to press in too strongly into all the different New Testament verses that talk about following your leaders and submitting mm. to their leadership and authority and all of that, because you know, a person has to decide individually on how much they're going to do that mm -hmm. and want to do that. And for me, I don't even really feel myself in my own heart that, hey, if you're not in a life group, then you are disobedient mm -hmm. to, you know, your local church yeah. leadership or something like that. That's not really how I feel uh, because I think there's different seasons. There's times where someone does need to take some time off. There's times where that could be obedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm for your own life to just take a little break to disengage but whatever you do you know i just think that it's important to have some semblance of christian community uh, in your life mm -hmm. you probably do have to let go of some of your own definitions of exactly what that's going to look like mm -hmm. um you know i can remember a time in my life where the <clears throat> the the community that I was really part of the most in you know uh, in the church family it wasn't really a small group that I was in but it was a group of people that we were all serving um, teenagers together hmm. and as yeah. we were you know working together for a common goal and purpose that really felt like this is this is the community that yeah. I'm part of, you That's know, cool. and, yeah. and, uh, these are the people that are, you know, important to me in life and that we talk about things that are going on in life together, you know, so to, to, to engage with that, you know, the, the reality is, um, you know, there, uh, you've got a long life in front of you. And so, you know, to realize that there, there's going to be difficulties in this, there's going to be different philosophies yeah, of life sure. and different goals that people bring in the life groups. There's going to be people that are on all kinds of a huge varying spectrum of growth and maturity and understanding mm -hmm. of God's word. It just takes a lot of patience yeah. you know, to be able to do that well. So I mm -hmm. think that'd be my, my closing 
you know, encouragement. I yeah. really just don't think of every person that isn't in an official group in their body of believers as a Dave. No, that's not it at <laughs> totally, all. Totally, right. It's just that, I mean, I, I think that I'm sure there's Daves that are technically in all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. going to groups and going on Sundays. It's more about the heart than it is about the, you know, actual thing that you're doing. So just making sure that you are before the Lord, really committing yourself to your local church and not, you know, not isolating yourself like Amen. the proverb says, mm-hmm. but engaging, engaging. Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.